0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard for another of our top flight winter break shows. Sam Lammers looks set to move away from Rangers and back to the Netherlands. Scott Brown reckons there's still quite a big gap between Glasgow's big two and thinks Celtic will be stronger after the break. And Callum Davidson is the new manager of Queen's Park and Gordon Duncan. And joining me tonight, it's a bit of a strange combo for any night, but particularly for a Tuesday, it's Gordon DL and Hugh Keevans. A thought occurs to me. We know Sam Lammers is on his way and we know that Yilmaz may be on his way from Ibrox with him we know that Idiguchi's gone from Celtic and he's staying in Japan we know that uh, Gustav Lagerbielka might be joining Serie A and Rocco Vata promising youngster might be going with him now is anybody out there getting twitchy about when somebody's coming in here Brendan Rodgers said he wanted four new players in this January transfer window. One would be a good start for the Celtic fans. And Philippe Clement, first window as Rangers manager, wants to overtake Celtic in the second half of the season. Where are his buys? What's happening? If there was one pundit who was going to hit the panic button mm. on the 9th of January, it was this man. And that's why he's here and that's why we love him. But we're very much in that season, Gordon. We're knee-deep in transfer Rumour and speculation, I think, at the moment. Uh, we wait for it to get a step further. Yeah, I echo a lot what Hugh says, and I'm delighted he's here tonight, um, especially when it's a quiet winter break. But I think everyone's enjoying their holidays, Gordon. I think they're enjoying their well-earned break. But I'm sure the managers and the clubs will be doing a lot of business, as Hugh quite rightly says. If you're a supporter, you're waking up every day, you want that news, you want that excitement, you want to see who the club's going to bring in rather than you know exit the building so there's still plenty of time and I'm sure there'll be plenty of uh, movement shortly I'm astonished it lasted until the 9th of January well that's where he's wrong it's not a quiet winter break at all we're here every night and there's plenty to talk about it's 01419511025 so on today's headlines what do you think give us a call Rangers fans it looks like Sam Lammers will head to Utrecht on loan is that just best for all parties or do you still maintain that little bit of faith do you think there's a player in there do you think the criticism's been over the top would you keep him around let us know your thoughts on Sam Lammers right now 01419511025 I've got a funny feeling one way or the other someone will have something to say about Scott Brown's assessment that the gap between Celtic and Rangers is still quite big what do you make of those thoughts? 01419511025. He did go on and elaborate. Feels that Celtic need a new striker. Uh, and spoke about Brendan Rodgers' side getting stronger after the break. No European football. Not many midweek fixtures penciled in. And he thinks that will see Celtic get stronger and kick on to win the title. So what do you think? 01419511025. Five. And it is awards season I've seen Taylor Swift And all the other A-listers on the red carpet At the weekend We've got Gordon DL and Hugh Keevans And tonight is the second Of our Clyde One Super Scoreboard Half Season Awards we Do are, you like it? We are both Swifties mm. and, and occasionally end up in the carpet <laughs> it is very catchy that title The Clyde One Super Scoreboard Half Season Awards A different category every night this week Last night we had signing of the season so far I will reveal the winner in a minute Tonight it is your surprise of the season 
Now that's deliberately vague because it means we're going to require you to get imaginative, right? So surprise of the season, that can be anything you want. It can be a good surprise. It can be a bad surprise. It could be a player. It could be a team. It could be something entirely different. It's like fill in the blanks. I'm surprised that X has been so good. I'm really surprised that Y has been so bad and so on and so forth. So tonight's your surprise of the season. Is it a player that's just performed out of his skin? Is it a signing that you thought would be brilliant but has been terrible? Is it a team that's punching above their weight? A team that's having a disaster? You package it up however you want. We'll do that in the second hour of the show. Tweet us, call us, get your thoughts in. Your surprise of the season. 01419511025. But before we get to that, let's deal with today's headlines and we need you to give us a call. So please do get in touch. Let us know what you think, Rangers fans. Is it the right time to try and move Sam Lammers on? Or is there a player in there? Would you keep him around? Is it risky uh, to try and press the button on that loan? Celtic fans, how are you feeling about your transfers? We're going to hear from Scott Brown. Callum Davidson is the new manager uh, of Queen's Park. There is enough out there, but please, we need you to pick up that phone. 0141951 You two ready for that a bit later on? You'll get yeah. your thinking caps on. Yeah, ready there. For surprise of the season now, the beauty of the Clyde One Super Scoreboard Half Season Award. Um, last night was signing of the season and the way we do this is we spend the show we get the listeners to help us we count up the suggestions we come up with a short list of four and then our listeners can vote on them all night on Twitter and we announce the winner the following day so with that in mind what I will do is remind you of last night we came up with the following short list for signing of the season so far Jack Butland yeah. Louis Palmer Owen Beck Lewis Mayo any complaints about the shortlist? Uh, Not at all. No. I mean, it's no. too late. We're not changing it now. But Yeah, I know I'd pick for a winner. Uh, who would you have gone for, incidentally? I, I think young Beckett Dundee has been magnificent, but signing of the season for me was so important for Rangers, the goalkeeper, to replace Alan McGregor, and I think they certainly achieved that. I couldn't argue with that. Louis Palmer has been terrific for Celtic. He's the... Well, he was the only... Summer signing mm. who was making any headway until uh, Paolo Bernardo got to Dens Park on Boxing Day and started to show what he is capable of doing. But in overall terms, you can't argue mm. against Butland, apart from losing goals from distance from Keogh. Uh, well, the results are in, and I know it was like sleepless nights apparently mm. across Glasgow in the West last night. And I can tell you by a fair distance, and let me point out. Over 7,000 votes on this. Yeah. I tell you what, see these sort of political studies and think tanks that they do, you don't get as many votes as that. That is a good sample size, seven and a bit thousand, and with 56% of the vote, it is Jack Butland. Runaway winner, Louis Palman, second, 28. Honourable mentions to Owen Beck and Lewis Mayo for even making our prestigious shortlist. So that's that one. That is on the trophy cabinet for Jack Butland. I'm sure he's honoured. And tonight, later on, we will get to your suggestions for surprise of the season. But before then, thoughts in right now, please. 0141 951 1025. Rangers fans, right or wrong to try and move Sam Lammers out on loan. Celtic fans, Scott Brown thinks it will be a stronger Celtic second half of the season. Still thinks there's a bit of a gap over Rangers. How do you assess that? 0141 951 1025. Let's start with that. Sam Lammers, Gordon DL. It looks like, back to the Netherlands, Utrecht on loan. He obviously hasn't 
made a huge impact. I think that's that's safe to say. And I'm hoping the callers will tell us though. You know how how bad's it been? Is it right to do it? Is it not? Firstly, were you are you surprised to hear that or not? No, no, I don't, I don't think anybody would be surprised to hear that. I'm not going to sit here and ridicule the lad and say that he's not a good footballer. Uh, I just think that Rangers is the wrong fit for a club. Um, when you come into a club like Rangers and Celtic, you've really got to try and hit the ground running or show that there's a capability that will happen in future games. Um, he had a terrific strike up at Dens, wasn't it? Dundee scored a terrific goal and you're thinking, right, that's given him a bit of confidence. Can he kick on from there? He's come in for a bit of criticism from the the support, uh, which doesn't help and quite rightly so because you're expecting big things. So for a lad now, he might go away um, back home and he might be settled there. He might produce a sort of football that Rangers seen in him to sign him. Um, but just now, with the fact that the new manager's in the building, he'll want new players in, it frees up a bit of wages as well. I think it's a, a very sensible move indeed. Rangers haven't cast them aside. You know, they, they are, they're, they're making a judgment call halfway through the season. And based on the evidence of our own eyes and the eyes of the Rangers fans, he hasn't done enough. But he could go back to Utrecht and entice Rangers to bring him back or else it might not work out at all and Rangers will have to try and cut their losses but right now I think it's the, the correct call to make mm, Both the guys think it's correct but do you Rangers fans I like these two but it's much more important to find out what you think 01419511025 Again Gordon we find out between now and 8 o'clock I wonder if there is anyone out there that still thinks Oh, there is, there's a player in there Or if that if that ship has sailed for some of the Rangers fans Yeah, I, th- I think, I remember going along to one or two of the pre-season games at Ibrox Is this where it comes from? Because I've seen that a lot today, they had a really good pre-season that, I, Exactly, I was just about to echo that, Gordon And I looked at them and I thought, yeah, Rangers have got a bit of a, a signing on their hands But when the, the real uh, football kicked in um, he just didn't hit the ground running at all Obviously it's a change in manager He worked under Michael Beale at the beginning It was him that brought him in um, It just, it didn't, it wasn't a fit for Rangers And as I said, sometimes a goal or a good performance Gives you the confidence to kick on It was a 5-0, I think, one at Dens that night And he scored a terrific goal And you're thinking, oh, he's got that in his locker Now, I do believe, like, I believe in every player I think you're at a club like Rangers and Celtic because you've got ability, there's something there. But sometimes that club or the country or the style of football or a pace of football just doesn't suit and you need to move away. How many players have we seen at Celtic and Rangers and we class them as as you and I would would probably say in the old days as duds (laughs) and they go away to other clubs and they perform at such a high level. You can can score a goal in a five-goal romp. But when you're playing Celtic, can you rise to that occasion? And at the moment, the Rangers fans would say that Lammers is probably not capable of that right and, now. And to be fair, there's, then there's probably more in between because there are loads of players in time that have done okay and it's only those types of fixtures, but you wouldn't even necessarily say he's stood out. And no. He's, no. He, I don't think, apart from... I games. keep going back to... Den's part's probably the only time I've seen him that I thought, yeah, you've had a yeah. decent game. 
Look, and the most important thing I think for a Rangers manager is if he can get one or two of these players that that have not got to be involved in these plans going forward in the later stages of this season, then it frees mm. up money to bring in better quality. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the wage structure would be, but yeah, you'd have to imagine that would be part of it. Uh, Jeff is on the line. Is there still a player in Sam Lammers, Jeff, or do you think it's time to move him on? Uh, I think uh, this is, you're, you're actually making it hard for me to answer this. <laughs> um, I don't really know to give you a proper answer. I think we should try and get some money from him and go for Shackland, right? That's my opinion. Right, I've got some other opinions as well. Yeah. Um, what What's not worked for him then? Is it just like I said? Is there? Is it just? A, is it a downright terrible signing? The way some people think it is, or you know, is it, can can he come back from this if it was a loan? I don't know. Yes, I think he could. Um, but I don't know if I don't know if he was the right player to come to Ibrox. To tell you the truth. Um, what you have here, Jeff, is uh, you know a signing made by Michael Beale, and it's Philippe yeah. Comont who's in charge of the the judgment department now. Yeah, uh, and I, I, it it leads me to think that the manager does not believe that he's got a long term well, player there. That that is the other thing, isn't mm. it? This is Philippe Clement comes in. Every manager says it. I, you know more than me how true it is about it being a complete blank canvas mm. for everybody. Um, but the looks of it, that 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 is, you have to assess them quite quick. And Philippe Clement clearly thinks that for now it's just not, it's not. I have no idea if Michael Beale's still there. Does the same conclusion get reached? But you know, when a new manager comes in, it's a new, f- fresh pair of eyes. He didn't sign him. There's no sort of loyalty there. Mm. He's obviously doesn't think. Yeah, he's... yeah, it's it's happened to other players, and it will probably in the January window. The only thing I'll say to Jeff is, I know what he's saying. It'd be an ideal situation if they could. What did they pay for him? Three point five or something? They paid a lot of money, did they not? Um, yeah. Even if they could from get Atalanta, some, yeah, to get some money back in. But seeing January Gordon, especially with a guy that's he's not been in any form at all, he doesn't play a lot of games. They're trying to get him out the door. Nobody's going to come in and hand you a check and take take him for yeah, decent money. It, so what they'll do is they'll take him off your wage bill, which will help come on, um, and you hope that he can go to another club and do. Either two things, hit the ground running there and a club prepared to keep him and want to keep him and, and pay good money for him, or he comes back a more confident and better yeah. player because he's had games. Because, I mean, as it stands, look, he's he's a human and people don't settle and it doesn't work out. There's no point in battering the guy personally, but as it stands right now, he clearly is, you know, it'd be, it'd be one of the, the real... Disappointing signings. I'm not, you know, of all time. I don't want to be that dramatic yeah. about it, but it, it's sort of up there in terms of recent time, decent fee. Um, you know, some players even might not perform well, but they can produce numbers, as we say, mm-hmm. and, and sort of, you know, cover over that. I think it's two goals and 31 appearances. There yeah. won't be many assists in Celtic there. Celtic and Rangers have made, in fact, have racked up a number of disappointing signings. Uh, you know. Th- Danilo, although out with a long-term injury, is still a long way off proving himself to the Rangers fans. Dessers is still a long, long way off uh, proving himself to the Rangers fans. Lammers has not proved himself. Uh, over at Celtic Park, we know who has failed to impress there as well. Uh, and so, Brendan Rodgers and Philippe Comont have to sort this out. And bit by bit, that's what they are doing. See, see to be honest with you, you, you make a good point there. If you look at... Since the summer, 
you look at the two managers that have come in. Now, Michael Beale has brought a lot of players in the summer. Postacoglu probably had a bit of say in some of the players yeah. that have come in. So uh, they've got a balancing act, both clubs, because they've got players that Brendan Rodgers and Clement, new manager, mm. they really don't want. And, yeah. and they've paid good money. They're on good wages. So it's a juggling act to get them out and free up some money. I think what can sometimes make it more glaring, it doesn't make it a worse piece of recruitment because you could say, you know, if you're so far off the first team, that's an even you know, worse failure of recruitment. But we, oh. we did speak about this last night where look, Rangers needed a rebuild. And sometimes mm. Celtic sign players and, you know, the, the, the kind of starting cast, maybe if you can't break past them, there's no disgrace in that, but... Rangers have had to rely on Sam Lammers has played 31 times that, that's yeah. the point it's not like um, there's a bit of mystery about Navrotsky and Lager Bielka because we've not seen them that much so people are saying well are they not good enough or, ha- or have they not been given a chance unfortunately for Sam Lammers he's definitely been given a chance they, yeah. they couldn't dispute that I mean, Philippe Clement would not start a game with Sam Lammers in the team unless he had a real emergency on his hands. I mean, he has though. He has because that, that's just where where they've been at in yeah, but recent I, times. I, I do not think that at the moment he has shown enough to be a Rangers player. And I listened to a caller last night who kept asking why Navrotsky uh, and uh, Lagabielka did not play. Well, the answer is quite simple. Brendan Rogers doesn't think they're up to it. You see what I mean, though, Gordon? The distinction, mm. like, we'll never truly know. Brendan Rogers makes that decision. Once you get a long run in the team, that's when everybody else can then decide. And that's kind of what's happened with, with Sam Lammers. 31 appearances by the time we get to January. Is it, that's, a good, that's a good innings. Yeah, so you've got, to, you've got to be fair and say, look, he's had a fair crack at the whip. Uh, as I keep going back, the only one game tens, I thought, and Hugh quite rightly points out, well, it's a 5-0 drub and MD can probably play well in that, but he scores a terrific goal. Look, it's not been a, 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 a suitable move for him just now. I, I'm not saying he's a bad player. All I'm saying is he's not a fit for Rangers. He certainly doesn't sound to be a fit for a new manager going forward. He wants his own sort of players in there. You look into that position when everybody's fit, then where is he in the pecking order? He's probably well down that pecking order. So for the sake for the club and the lad, I think it's better for him to go out and get regular. You're higher than the pecking order. Yeah, probably. Probably. Well, Wilson's got my boots. I won't be able to play. Oh, I'm going to get to that later. Oh, yeah. What else have you got for us, Jeff? Right. Um, I would like to wish Radio Clyde a happy birthday and over the festive period. Yeah, Hogman, eh? Uh, yeah. Um, I've listened to Radio Clyde um, I've only missed a handful of programmes and I remember the days when James Sanderson and Jerry McNee were on the show. It was, I mean, over the years, it's just that Radio Clyde Sport has been superb. Now, what I would like to ask you um, is, could you, at some point, I go to the junior football, which, which is now the west of Scotland, if you could at some point on a Saturday afternoon towards the end of the programme about the the results. It's not a bad idea. We did send you to Clyde Bank with yeah. a flare one yes. time. You, yes, were, yes. you were head ultra. Yep. You were capo mm. at the uh, I think the Bankies game one day. Yeah, well, I mean, my daughter and my son-in-law and my grandson are all season ticket holders at the Paper Hankies. Uh, so 
I'll get her to phone in the, the result there And we'll get an here, army of followers to do likewise he, elsewhere Here you've been on this show for ages Did uh, Am I right in saying they used to read out a couple of the junior results? Yeah well, Listen, but, I, everybody knows I, I love my lower league in oh, West of Scotland League football But I've, I spent, I spent a couple of years lot, I've got quite a lot on our plate in here on a Saturday yeah, exactly. I'll try my best exactly. I will try my best two. <laughs> Five. Scott Brown thinks the gap between Celtic and Rangers is still quite big. I wonder what you think and anything else on signings. Call us right now, please. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Gordon DL are here. Get your calls in on any transfer rumour, speculation, reporting that you want to discuss. And in the second hour of tonight's show, really looking for you to step up to the plate and give us your surprise of the season. It's deliberately vague because I want to see what you can come up with. Is it a good surprise? Is it a bad surprise? Is it a player? Is it a manager? Is it a team? You decide. It's a very prestigious award we're hoping to give out. So give us a call on that a bit later. In the meantime, Michael is in Barhead and he's a Celtic fan. Sum up how a Celtic fan feels day nine of the window so far, Michael. Michael, can you hear us? Obviously stunned. Michael, <laughs> yes, we've got you now, good. I was worried I was going to be stuck with these two for the next five minutes, but we've got you. What are you thinking? Michael, can you hear us? Uh, yes, I can. Hold on a sec. <laughs> I was yeah. to fix that. Take your time, Michael. We'll wait for you. Yeah, yeah. No hurry. Yeah, no, nice to be on your show, Michael. Yeah. Hear me now? Yes, on you go, Michael. Oh, there we go. Technical issues, technical issues. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, being Celtic, I'm quite used to sort of last-minute deals getting over. So we've got enough money in the bank, uh, and Rogers is quite canny in the, um, the the transfer market. So I'm not too concerned at this stage. But you know, being a Celtic fan, I'll undoubtedly about a week later I'll be, you know, tearing my hair out, um, taking the uh, taking the news every five minutes. If I've actually done something. Yeah, I mean, I've I've got a bit of sympathy. Everybody wants it by the ninth. But we act like transfers don't involve a number of parties. Teams yeah. want to wait and see who they get in to replace the guy they're going to let go and so on. Um, it's not like it's just Celtic. I'm not seeing loads of business being done anywhere. Well, you know, Michael said Celtic were quite, or Brendan was quite canny in the transfer market. Uh, the club, I'm excluding Brendan Rogers, Michael, excluding Brendan Rogers. The club were not canny in the summertime transfer window. There he too says many. he was part of it, so you might be letting him off the hook. Well, uh, I, I, you know, it, it would be a terrible condemnation of a manager's judgment if you spent seven and a half million pounds on two central defenders that you didn't want a fortnight after they got there. Uh, so, my other observation, Michael, would be that at the AGM, uh, Brendan Rodgers specified that he wanted four players in in this window. If he doesn't get his four players in the window. And the, the league race is very much on with Rangers. Then, Michael, you won't be the only one tearing his head out. Brendan will be having a go as well. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be too concerned just now. It's early in the transfer uh, window. A lot of players, managers, they're all on holiday just now, getting a well-earned break. But there'll be a lot of work going on behind the scenes, Gordon. And you're right in what you say. It's not just the. The old days where you phone up and say, right, I'm interested in Joe Bloggs, okay, get him up to Glasgow, we'll sign him. 
There's so much to do now before you can get a transfer over a line. Uh, every every player's got agents and representatives and you've got to go through all that and you've got to make sure the deal's right for both clubs and the player as well. Um, so there'll be a lot of work probably done and I think a lot of movement mid-January towards the end of the window. Any particular areas of priority you're looking at, Michael? Um, maybe not for this particular window, but the, the, the main reason I called in is because I've had a sort of ever-growing sort of uh, concern about the, the future and that there's this idea that you know we shouldn't be going after projects. But there's one project I think we need to start working on now, um, and that's at some point having some sort of an inheritor for Carl McGregor. He's so important. He came in following another amazing um, engine room midfielder in Scott Brown. And my concern is, I mean, if you want to defeat Celtic, you just stop Carl McGregor from playing. It was the same with Scott Brown. It's a very good point that Michael raises. Yeah, it's a very good point that Michael raises. The thirty-year-old Callum McGregor might not be too happy that we've, <laughs> we've written yeah, way out. Yeah, but you know, the, when Scott Brown left, you had the same conversation. Yeah, didn't I remember but, that. But you wondered, could Callum McGregor fill that role? And to his eternal credit, he has more than filled that role. Different type of player from Scott Brown, but he has been outstanding. Likewise, Matt O'Reilly won't be at Celtic long term. People will come in with eye-watering money for Matt O'Reilly. And the same thing might happen to uh, Rayo Hatati, uh, especially if uh, Jermaine Defoe's pal was right on last night's programme. Oh, that was a good one, wasn't it? Uh, so there are many areas where Celtic have to be careful. Uh, I think this window is important. And I, I know that people always say, ah, the January window's a tough one. Well, the championship, the title is in the balance. And Celtic have to have a good window, likewise Rangers. And I do accept Gordon Dale's point that mid to late January uh, will be important. But I go back to the point. The manager quantified four signings. The club have got to back the manager. I get the theory, um, but I'll repeat it. Callum McGregor turned 13 June, mm -hmm. Gordon. He does play an awful lot of football for club and country, but it must be a... Fair way down Celtic's priority list at the moment. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they'll be looking at that at all. Carl McGregor's got plenty of football, plenty of years in him. Um, you don't often get players now like the Carl McGregor's at Celtic Rangers that have come through for so what, how many years? Yeah, has what he is been he over four hundred games? I think, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He, he, went, he went out and loan to Notts County, come back, he waited for his opportunity. Uh, and basically he's been absolutely brilliant for Celtic Who is his fellow loanee at Notts County that's kicked on to great things? Jack it's Grealish well known I just wondered if yeah, you Yeah, Jack knew. Grealish I just yes. wondered yeah. if you knew Yeah, yeah well done Hugh you yeah. stay on top of these things I am so glad you got that nah, Exactly, yeah. I, I just see the blank look on your face <laughs> you, you think you've hired Dumb and Dumber for <laughs> a night I knew you would know what that oh, I see that glazed I, over I, expression I, in his face If I'm going to be honest I wouldn't have got that Didn't know that, no? No, no I didn't Gregor and Grealish Yeah, brilliant Um Michael, what do you think? And again, I get where you're coming from and you're not wrong, but at 30, is there not a good bit to go before Celtic worry about it? Um, I think the problem that we see is, you know, he's possibly, at least consistently, the best player in, in Scotland. Where do we get somebody like that? You know, if he was in the open market, you know, you wouldn't get, he'd be well out of our budget. So, you know, it's... it's 
something happening within the academy? Do we have to start looking um, now to bring understudies in and things like that? I know it's not an imminent issue, but dealing with things as not being imminent. Well, they're not imminent. Until yeah, that, that, that's, that is fair. And do you know what, you, you, yeah, it's, it's you, been an interesting position. Although this did start about how do you replace Scott Brown, and then pieces just move a bit because Callum McGregor did, you know, they didn't replace Scott Brown because Callum McGregor was already there, and then, you know, other people fill in. So it can be done. It doesn't need to be like for like, but see if you were to think of the list of those holding defensive midfielders that Celtic have signed, even if it was to be a project and eventually take someone's place, even if it was just for backup, from Oliver Abelgaard to Abui Kouassi oh. to James McCarthy to Idaguchi, who's gone back to Japan today, it's not been an easy department for Celtic to recruit in. Sometimes what you don't know is the most important thing. Uh, Paolo Bernardo, as I say, prior to Dundee and Boxing Day, nobody would have bothered if Paolo Bernardo was going back. Portugal or anywhere else but he's beginning to become an item and uh, you know there might be potential there uh, for someone who has his attributes or you're going to get Kieran Tierney for Real Sociedad I'm not going to play in there though Gordon and the like I said well Idiguchi is a good example of just ones you don't always get right and like Celtic we're never going to get every single signing from Japan Mm -hmm. as effective as Kyogo or Hitati that would be like record breaking levels um, of impressive recruitment but um, that was one and I think at the time he was one that was seen as more of a punt he's come in six games and today the news that he's gone so we're starting to see that process of Celtic trying to get you know these guys off the books basically Yeah it's important because if you look at the Celtic squad and, and probably Rangers as well across the city I think they've got a lot of players that they could be doing with getting out the door and freeing up some money uh, as much as Celtic fans will come on and tell you they're cash rich, I'm not denying that, but you can't just keep signing player after player after player with big money that obviously Celtic and, and clubs like Rangers pay and still have what I call dead wood sitting, picking up yeah. big chunks of it. So there's a balancing act and I think that Rangers and Celtic... Uh, two clubs that have got a squads that are quite big, need trimmed, mm-hmm. and then a sort of a, like Hugh was saying, the four players at Brendan Rodgers, he'll be looking for that four pieces of quality yeah. that makes and such a big difference. To be fair, people like Idiguchi are not even in that squad size, that's before you even get mm-hmm. to that. Michael, if it's not this window then that the Callum McGregor issue you raise is the priority, what is what is the priority right now? Oh, God. Um, I mean... <laughs> I don't think I'm as quite as concerned as some people are making out in no. terms of this because we've just had Hattati back. Yeah. The whole bunch of people come back from injury. And I heard somebody say it before, that's almost like new signings. That was that was a pretty gutted team in the first half of the, the season. And on top of that, there was no real momentum because we kept stopping for um international breaks and this and that. Um I just felt we were never we'd suddenly start scoring six goals and then everyone go away for two weeks, come back again. And it'd almost be like sort of starting from scratch with, you know, Brendan Rodgers dealing with what was effectively um, Ange's old team. He's still not put his own stamp on it as far as I can see. So I, I think within there, you know, there's probably things that need to be done. Yes, I think another striker, um, you know, a Lyco, but somebody sort of in between, big and strong, but a bit more mobile. Um, I, I, I think we need something in the left back. You know, but aside from that, I'm actually not too concerned. 
Um, Are those fair, for, fair, fair areas, Gordon? I spoke mm-hmm. to Scott Brown today. He said Celtic would look at a new striker. Mm-hmm. I spoke to Charlie Mulgrew at the weekend. He said Celtic would need a new striker. Michael and Barhead said Celtic need a new... Is, is, that, is everybody just in agreement there or what? Yeah, um, as much as I sing... Because you, you're praises, a big old champion on here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I still think there's a bit to come from him. But if you're going into such an important end of the season um, with a lot of important games coming up, the more quality strikers you've got at your disposal, you've got a better chance of winning trophies, that's for sure. If you've got goal scorers hanging about the place, then the, the, the likelihood is you'll do better in the title race. Uh, Rangers have plenty of strikers uh, none of whom strikes as regularly as the fans want that's why they want Lon Shankland in Celtic of Kyogo who has scored a couple of worldies this season but Can not scoring with the kids yeah not scoring as regularly as he has done in the past so he does need help he needs a serious backup and O cannot provide as much as a new signing could that was a good call, Michael. Thank you very much. And before we go any further, whilst you get your calls in, uh, we'll hear from Scott Brown after the break. Let me tell you about this. Clyde one. Today was the second Make Me A Winner call of the week, but still no winner. That's a problem for the competition. So this afternoon, when we made the call, they picked up. They said, hello, instead of Make Me A Winner. And that means they missed out on more than £50,000. It's oh. the most regrettable oh. hello of all time. You could hear it in their voice. They had no idea who was calling. And easy done, but make sure it doesn't happen to you. Make sure you're on the ball. Your phone's on loud. 3pm tomorrow, and we could make you the winner of £56,000 after 3pm when we make the call. Only if you're in the draw, though, obviously. So text YES to 61025. It's £2 to text, plus your standard network rate. You can enter at Clyde1.com for £2 or call 0330-880-4523. And those calls are charged at a standard rate. It's over 18s only. Uh, and don't worry if you've entered since Oma Balaji won on Friday. All the entries are still in the draw and you don't have to re-enter. All the other rules for this network competition can be found online. And finally, again, the important bit. If you get the call after 3pm tomorrow, Wednesday the 10th, answer within five rings, say, make me a winner straight away, and the £56,000 would be yours. Text yes to 61025. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans and Gordon DL are here, 0141-951-1025. That's the number Willie's dialed. How's it going, Willie? Uh, I know bad, how you doing? All good in here. Sam Lammers, is there still a player in there or is it time to move him on? Oh, I'll tell you in a minute, can I just give a shout out to my young brother Gary? He's 50 today. Oh, happy so, birthday, uh, Gary. Happy for him, you know. I must only be a year or two younger than you, Willie. Aye, well, I'd like to think so. Nah, I was going to say, if he's your younger brother, sound a, a young sounding man like yourself, what are you thinking about Sam Lammers? Ah, but you've got to remember, John Gregg put 10 years in me. God, no tell you. <laughs> put a few years <laughs> on him as well, I think. I put t- 20 on John. Aye. Right, no, basically, uh, it's a true story, right? You can believe this or don't believe it, but it's a God's honest truth. Remember when Scott Nisbet was a Rangers player? Yeah. Well, we used to follow Rangers all over the place, right? Up Europe, I mean, we never missed games, and obviously we stayed in the same area, same hotels. And there was an instance where Scott Nisbet was asked to pick up the kit bag by Graham Soonis, right? 
Okay. And this is true, right? So God's honest truth. I don't know for a spot. And he says to him, right, Scott, you might lift that bag. And Scott says to him, what's that gaffer? He says, lift that kit bag. And he looked at him. And he actually says to him, do you want to be a Rangers player, Scott? Lift the kit bag. And what I was saying to Chris, the producer, I wouldn't even let Lambert carry the bag. Ah, I was wondering where this yeah, was going. Yeah. So there we are. Going, aye, aye. So he's yeah. that bad, is he? He did score a great goal at Dens Park, regardless of the fact that it was a 5 0 route. As you say, I mean, his control whenever was brilliant. You can see he's got a wee bit of technical ability and all that. But I mean, they're big Derek, right? They're, you and Derek worked for years together in Clyde, right? But the bottom line is, Derek said it for years. And I mean, Gordon will know there's been world class players that went to either Ibrox or Parkhead and can't handle it. And in, in Ibrox, and I don't agree with it, but see, Ibrox, you're lucky if you get 15 minutes. And see, after 15 minutes, if you make a bad pass or whatever, the crowd are on your back. I, I don't doubt... Ferguson said that. I, 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 mean, I don't agree with it. So everybody's got to have time, especially if they're foreigners or whatever. But like Sir Rickson, he got it. Loudrop got it. You know what I mean? George Albert got it. The, th- the thing is, with think... class yeah. players that just have done nothing. I think with Lammers, we're probably in the middle because in the grand scheme of a career, six months isn't a lot and we've seen players no. go away on loan... We mentioned it last night through the, the Celtic lens about Christopher Iyer or Ryan Christie, and it can it can be done. Um, but at the same time, we've also seen I think we've seen a decent amount of them by in modern day standards. Is that I, not fair? I, I like the point that Willie made there, and I'll, well, I'll go back the, to the bit about the luggage. No, I, I mean anyone that said no to Graham Soonis was a very foolish individual. Um, but you made the point about the the late. Fernando Rickson. Fernando Rickson was torn apart in a derby game by Bobby Petta at Celtic Park and Dick Advocate took him off in the first half and everyone thought he won't be long for here. But of course he went on to be uh, an outstanding player for Rangers. The point I'm making though is that that was then, that was 2002 or whatever it was and now 20 years later people are judgmental and they're judgmental in a very short space of time. Having said that, Lammers has not done enough to push himself to the forefront of Philippe Clement's thinking. And I think it's inevitable that he will go in this window to see if he can come back a different specimen. If Sam Lammers is wondering, the the lack of trust from Willie to carry the luggage Mm -hmm. would maybe be, uh, maybe all he needs to know. Yeah, but I, I think that nowadays you get judged quickly. Some players get judged quickly because of the, the price tag that they carry. They come into a club and they've been brought in for £3.5 million. People assume, and they would be probably on big salaries. Your mic sounds a bit funny. Can I yeah, just talk does. louder until we get that sorted out? Yeah, it out? does. Uh, <laughs> one, two, three. One, two, three. Um, it's as high as it can go. Yeah, but... Um, I think that's a problem now Because you can go back Hugh's quite that's right That's better You yeah, great now I sound good I haven't got to burst into song But Hugh goes back to I go back to the time When I was at Rangers Alan McCoy's Coming into the building Yeah Six months, eight months He was getting booed Left, right and centre And went on to become The biggest hero ever at, uh, at Rangers But you don't get that time now The modern day You do not get that You come in with big uh, fees The competition's so high now You, ha- you have to They'll probably give you that Three month grace, I think. But if you look at Lammers, 30 odd games, I think it's enough. I think a lot of Rangers fans have made up their mind. Now, look, for the sake of the lad, he might go away. 
he might just get himself fully confidence because technically they are a decent player. I was going to say that on on Willie's point. Is there still is there still something? Do you think just in terms of you can see what <laughs> it's going to sound like? This is all the praise I can give, but you can at least see what the intention is. You can see what the style is. You know. When Dessels was having his rough patch or rougher patch, people used to say, "I don't even know what he's doing. I don't, I don't know the style. I don't know what mm-hmm. type of player he's supposed to be." You can, can, like I say, this might be a really, really small compliment. I uh-huh. accept that. You can see what Sam Lammers is meant to be, yeah. just living up to it's not exactly. What, what wouldn't surprise me, Gordon, is if he goes to goes over to uh, Netherlands and plays very well because the style of football makes certain better. The team, the way the team makes certain better. But I think so Willie's been trying too hard at some point. Well, did it just look, was, did it just did it just continually get away from him? You know, Willie says about Ibrooks being unforgiving. Willie's it, it right. Felt, it felt like there was so many. You know, it would be like a nice touch and then a nice turn and then literally like you know pass it straight out of the park or whatever. It felt like yeah. it just couldn't ever come together. Willie, Willie's correct. Sorry, Willie's correct when he says that places like Ibrooks and Celtic Park can swallow you up and could swallow you up very very quickly. Because all you have to do is go out there in that first 10-15 minutes, you're not having the best game. There are 49,000 people in there, they're letting you know, and all of a sudden, you either sink or swim. And I've seen a lot of guys standing up and accepting it and going on to have great careers, but I've also seen a lot of guys that just could not handle that side of it. I have to say, just just great commitment there to saying 49,000, because everybody just calls it 50 for ease, but you've... You never let the detail pass you by. No, 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 I'm right on about it. He was excluding the away fans. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Hugh, is this, is this just inevitable then? It looks like, I mean, I think first saw reports from, from the Netherlands this morning, and usually when it originates in the, the country that they're meant to be going to, in the country that they're from, then um, it tends to, tends to oh, pick yeah. up pace. I, mean, I, I, I have absolutely no doubt the stories are 100% true. Uh, the, the bottom line, whether it's Celtic Rangers whether it's Sam Lammers or Gustav Lagerbielka, they haven't done enough up until this point. And clubs have to make a judgment call. And Celtic and Rangers appear to have done that in the case of Lagerbielka and Lammers. That's what they have to do. They have to exercise their judgment. You can't keep having a, a squad that's bloated. Yeah. Another one last night while he was Yilmaz. Would you, would you let him go or would you want to keep him around? Well, I, I think the only thing that's really against me, Gary Wilmaz, there's a good player there and he's got a bit of pace and other as well. He's a different player for Barisic, mm-hmm. obviously. But he's too wee. He hurt me. I mean, I mean, I'm no big, you know what I mean? <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, the, the, the goal which England scored for Hearts, that was, you know, that was him sealed as far as that goes. Plus, he's not had the best of time with injuries as well. But the injuries at Ibrox is just ridiculous. I mean, he can go by when Sunis was there. The only thing I'll say, Willie, well, quickly, I'll only, the only thing I'll say about that, last year probably the best left back in Scotland was Greg Taylor. Greg Taylor's, what, same size, maybe? I weird. think he's a touch yeah. bigger, but it won't, right. won't be much. Uh, They're not a lot I in think, it. Uh, yeah, be pretty confident he's bigger, but again, not, not very right. much. Right, on, on his toes. Uh, it's like me and Wilson, not a lot in it with the, the height. But I've got to say, I think Yilmaz, he surprised me when I seen him at first. I was a wee bit like Willie. I'm thinking, no, he's, he's Barisic is number one left back for me all day long. I think he's get better as time's going on. Uh, when he gets a run in the team, I think he looks very comfortable now. I think he's got a lot to offer. I really do. Well, I think a lot of people saying that business in January could be 
the difference maker in the destination of the title. Former Celtic captain Scott Brown was speaking about it today and he says the latest meeting between the sides in his mind shows that the gap is still quite big. Yeah, it was a great time of year and going into that break as well and knowing if they won that and won St Mirren, uh, they'd be in a great position and they've put themselves in that position and as I say, now they're going to get stronger and stronger. They'll look fitter and usually at this period of time going from the new year to the end of the season, Celtic are very, very strong so I'll be looking forward to seeing how they play and how they kind of go forward in the ways that Brendan wants them to go forward. Celtic have got a strong squad and uh, as you've seen the gap uh, when they played just the other day there it was quite big you know, the way Celtic front three press the way they get after the ball the quality they've got I think that's the difference Agree? Disagree? You tell us but in the meantime let's play this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football It is Beat the Pundit time Roger Hanna of course winning last night Your chances of victory are considerably higher this evening let me tell you and you have until <laughs> 7 o'clock to give us a call 01419511025 We'll play Beat the Pundit next The winning team all season long this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon Diel and Hugh Keevans are here. It's 01419511025 or it's Twitter at Clyde SSB. You can get in touch. We've been talking transfers, obviously, because there's not that much else uh, to discuss. We're looking at some of the stories today. Perhaps Sam Lammers on his way back to the Netherlands on loan. Is that a good thing? Or is there still something worth sticking around, Rangers fans, Celtic fans? We heard from Scott Brown before the news he thinks the gap over Rangers is still quite big in his mind uh, so you can agree or disagree until your heart is content and I said it at the top of the show every night this week we are going to give out one of the most prestigious awards anywhere in sport quite frankly but particularly in Scottish football the Clyde One Super Scoreboard mid-season awards five of them this week we did signing of the season so far last night tonight it is surprise of the season that is up to you. It can be a good surprise. It could be a bad surprise. It could be a player, a manager, a team, whatever. You decide. And we're going to do that as soon as we finish Beat the Pundit. So call me right now with your suggestions, if you can, on 01419511025. But let's play. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Right, it is Beat the Pundit time Last time you were on We had the gentleman from Mar Vermont Mar yeah. Remember Marshall. Now tonight, Thomas He is in Glasgow But he's from Sydney, Australia Thomas, oh. is that right? Yeah, it is right, yes, thanks So what's the story? So you're from Glasgow You moved over there You're back home Or what's... I'm nosy, tell me Yeah, yeah, yeah I moved out 23 years ago um, And uh, just back with uh, family for Christmas You homesick? And back into Glasgow Homesick, yeah, for about a day or two once I arrived. The, the accent's still quite strong, well, yeah, I like that, yeah, I admire yeah. that. You, yeah, it is. Or yeah, do, it is. Are yeah. you doing that for us? Are you putting that on for us? Do you really talk different when you're over there? No, 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 no. Good this is, the, the accent hasn't changed, so my two boys have got the Australian accents, but yeah. Uh, did, ah, they're young and impressionable. Was it Sydney, Thomas? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was famous in Melbourne. 
Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. that got to do with anything? Yeah. No, I just wondered. I thought he maybe. Did you? If, you went to Sydney though as well, did you not? No, no. I, I stayed in Melbourne. I, uh, I was... Not for very long, interestingly, yeah. right? Okay. Um, <laughs> apparently, right. So the pun- they've got some great statistics for you. Uh, the pundits are unbeaten in 2024. Oh. Well, that's only a couple of nights. Um, apparently, Hugh. You got the 50th win of the season for the oh, pundits. Well you got the 60th win of the season for the pundits. And if you win tonight, it would be the 80th. Oh, pressure, 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 Thomas. Did Thomas, I not get anything? Nah, never. Thomas, no, I take no. it you've never played before? No, I haven't. Right, no. okay. It's very straightforward. I'll toss the coin, see who you play. If it is heads, it will be Hugh Keevans. And if it's tails, it will be Gordon DL. My 20 piece must. 20 pence piece must be here somewhere. Oh, penny, Hugh. Get, get, the, get the penny, Hugh. Oh, there it is. I found it. I knew it would be here. Right. Heads, it's Hugh. Tails, it's Gordon. Let's see who we're going. Tails. It's the Australia Derby. <laughs> Thomas, oh, who's lived there for 22 years. Gordon, who barely lasted 22 days. <laughs> 22 before seconds. Getting sent up the road. So, we'll give Gordon some greatest hits radio. And that way he can't hear us. It's pretty straightforward. Thomas, just 30 seconds, answer as many as you can and if you don't know the answer you are fine to move on to the next one, okay? Yeah, no problem. Good man, 30 seconds on the clock and your time starts now. How many Celtic players have been called up for the Asia Cup? Five. Craig Sibbald was sent off for which side at the weekend? Pass. What shirt number does Todd Cantwell wear for Rangers? Six. Who did Man City play in last year's FA Cup final? Man United. Who's the longest serving manager in the Scottish Championship? <coughs> who was the last Scottish player to play? Right, I've started, so we go on. Who was the last Scottish player to play in goals for Celtic? Rab Douglas. Okay, let's bring back Gordon DL. Can you hear us? We can hear you like tragedy clear. there. You were yeah. listening Did to. you hear that? I hope that's not an omen for your beat the pundit. Oh, performance. Could, it could be. Ironic, the BGs, like, like Thomas, the the are Australian ish. Uh, Australian ish? Oh, so it wasn't the Steps version, no? Oh, no, 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 puns on Beat the Pundit and when I said that the contestant got 5, 6, 7 or 8 it did not get the credit it deserved and it yeah. ate away at me for weeks it's <laughs> as, that's as good as my humour gets well it's the Bee Gees I'm and taking Jimmy's version is right go I digress 30 seconds to Gordon DL and it starts now how many Celtic players have been called up for the Asia Cup 3 Craig Sibbald was sent off for which side at the weekend uh, party what shirt number does Todd Cantwell wear for Rangers 14 who did Man City play in last year's FA Cup final? Uh, um, Liverpool. Who's the longest serving manager in the Scottish Championship? Uh, pass. Who is the last Scottish player to play in goals for Celtic? Lab Douglas. <laughs> Scott Bain! <laughs> well, you'll, you'll see why I'm laughing in a minute, right? Anyway, how many Celtic players have been... Co- First of all, Thomas, how do you think it went? Oh, very, very average. Very average. Guy from both, I think. Uh, how many Celtic players have been called up to the Asia Cup? Thomas, did you just throw a number? No, I thought like, a couple of uh, South Koreans. Yeah, Thomas uh, guessed Marco five, Tilio and he's right. Oh. Thomas is bang on. Oh, Tilio, Yang, Maeda, oh, Hatati. 1-0, Thomas. Craig Sibbald was sent off for 
Dundee United at the weekend Finished 3-2 Morton Didn't it? I was going to say Dundee 1-0 Thomas There are no points For being close It's just Down the way Todd Cantwell Was 13 He said 14 Sam Lammers I think is 14 Are about to give it up Oh so he is 1-0 Thomas I mean Right up your street This is a Man City legend In your own mind Who did Man City play In the FA Cup final? Hold on Don't tell me Well Um, How long What are we doing here? Is it that? It was not Arsenal it was Man United, remember? Manchester Derby. So Thomas got it. Oh I'm beat. Two nil I've got to nil Thomas. Here. Who's the longest serving manager in the championship? It's Doogie Imry. None of you got it. Uh, Still two nil Thomas. And who was the last Scottish player to play in goals for Celtic? Scotland. What's weird about it, you both said Rab Douglas, and you were both like Ludicrously far off There have been Craig Gordon And various others in between Scott Bain played On the 30th of September <laughs> Which means Thomas You win You win 2-0 And Gordon joins Mark Wilson And Marvin Bartley As the only two pundits To be grannied This season <laughs> You've lost to a man Who hasn't lived in the country For 22 I years I slaughtered Wilson as well Thomas Well, well done. done Thomas You happy with that? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't a classic, but yeah. Thomas, 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 shut up! Take any victory you can. Thomas is now pitying you. Thomas, you get the ball, take it to the Sydney Opera House, and get a selfie of yourself with the ball at the Sydney Opera House, and send it back to us. What a shout that is, Thomas! The only thing is, the producer is panicking here. We're going to need to get that ball to you before you go back to Sydney because listen, we just can't. We won't send it that far. I know what they're like. They'll just forget about it. So, good man, Thomas. Well done. Thanks for taking part. Safe trip home. Yeah, thanks guys Safe, safe trip home as well Thomas it's just, it's just, just a water off the ducks Back to him Just came on I can't believe Quite laid back One big deal See you later <sighs> is, it, is this worse than Mark Wilson being taken To a tie bait By a man who Was born in another country And has never lived In this country mm, I mean Thomas is From here So he's bound to Like keep up In particular no, a zero's worse. A zero is a zero's lower than a snake's belly. <laughs> it's not. Listen, it's as low. I've got to take the criticism. It's coming. I just hope he's I, not listening. Who, Mark? Oh, I, I hope he is. Oh, I'm in, I'm in Big Marv. I just hope they turn. Really, I can't believe I never said. What I would say to you, not that it's a, can't defend it at all, but I don't think they were that easy. Because to get the f- to know that it was five bang on under time constraints, you should have got Craig Sibbled. I ah. think Cantwell's easy, but not everybody likes squad numbers. Not everyone's mind works that way. Um, you should have got more than zero, obviously. But yeah, I th- the Scott B- Bain one was terrible, right? I'll I'll, I'll give oh, you I'll, I'll give you that. Absolutely terrible. Um, Dougie Emery, I would never get. I, in fact, ask me that on Thursday. I'll still pass. Yeah. Uh, I need to get back on the saddle on Thursday. I, I gave uh, I gave my better half a cup of coffee this morning in the cup and she said what does all this mean Sammy the Tammy and Dessers and mm-hmm. all the 10 out of 10 this answers is the mug on. that you got yeah. from your 10 out of 10 look at he's just trying to rub it in that he got 10 out of 10, 10 in the 10? same season that you got a zero it, who's Sammy the Tammy was the so, so a man now down in the record books is losing the 80th yeah uh, no no that would have it would have been the 80th win, win. for the pundits Right, okay. Yeah. You're the anyway. man who stopped the run. <laughs> By the way, there you go. That could be a bit of inspiration from you. It's Clyde won Super Scoreboard Half Season Awards time. Mm. So catchy, just that it really does roll off the tongue. Maybe your surprise of the season 
is that Hugh Keevan's got a 10 on Beat the Pundit. Yeah. See, that's the type of thing. Listen, if you want to give us something a bit left field, outside the box, call it what you will, I am totally here for that. This award is quite vague and it's really up to you. So it could be a good surprise. It could be a bad surprise. It might be a player that you had written off who's really come to the fore. It might be a player who you thought would be brilliant but has been terrible. It might be a team that's punched above their weight or a team that's been a big disappointment or something a bit more bizarre like Hugh Keevan's perfect 10 on Beat the Pundit. So right now, if you can, 0141-951-1025, give us your surprise of the season. Call us right now. I think Mark Wilson will phone in to, <laughs> to ridicule you for that performance. Yeah, yeah. I, I, there's no defence. I'm... I'm... I won't sleep tonight. Saying that though, I, I'm working away in the background just to try and try and give you some ammunition to to sort of strike back. Okay. Um, because uh, he played in the, the big testimonial at the weekend. Remember this? Mm-hmm. The, Queen the of one the he South wasn't even in the squad versus Scotland legends, and he got in there on the back of one solitary cap. But listen, they all count. Mm. Um, so I had the pleasure, is that the right word? Mm. Of going down to work. I went to work at it unbelievably. Um, so I got to watch him in action. <laughs> right. And all I could, I was actually trying to film him on my phone at various points just to give you something. And there was a golden moment. Unfortunately, my phone was in my pocket. But he's tried to bomb down that touchline like he was doing all day. He's got your old boots on. They've seen better days. No, no, they're, they're and perfect. they were not off the expensive shelf in the sports shop. Let me tell oh, you, they're, they're, ah, sponsor- no. they're sponsored. No, they're sponsored. Do you want me to tell you what? Right, there was a moment in the first half, and I'll need to get him to back me up on this. He crossed one in, right? Oh, and it's two things. It's his probably partly his technique in your boots. The noise that came <laughs> off his foot was like something you would hear down the palace grounds on a Saturday morning, right? Anyway, so he's tried to bomb down the touch line. The defender's closing him down and one of them where he's slightly overrun it, he's tried to get the cross in, he's stumbled, <laughs> the defender's put a bit of pressure and then right into the advertising no boards. No way. So he cut his arm. <laughs> <laughs> now, because I was there working for Sky Sports, we di- we actually did film the full game just to try and get some like highlights and whatever uh-huh. and if Stephen Doby scored and if any of the big names scored. So I'm, I'm trying to track down the footage right. of him careering into the... The boards at the side of the pitch. Right, you witnessed it, and I think 60,000 Celtic fans every second week at Celtic Park witnessed it. He runs about and looks busy, doesn't he? Yeah, do you know, I saw him before... He he runs about and looks busy. I saw him before the game. You couldn't do this in the professional ranks. The last thing he did before the game, I saw him. Him and somebody else in the team were having a wee word to each other, and they were starting their their watch, (laughs) their Apple watch, to see how many calories they were burning off. Honestly. He wasn't wearing a watch. Yeah, he was, I saw. Uh, I told him, I says, look, they boots, all you have to do, point yourself in the direction, they'll do the rest they for us. shocking boots. You're anyway. not letting them. Nah. Anyway, 01419511025, it is time to kick off our awards discussion for surprise of the season. What we will do is we're going to take your suggestions on board, whether that's on the phone or on Twitter. I appreciate some of these topics live better on Twitter, but I'd much prefer it if you call. Um, we'll kind of take them in, we'll have a discussion about them, we'll see if Gordon Diel and Hugh Keevans agree, and then we'll come up with a short list of four, uh, and you can vote on them. I told you, it can be a good surprise or a bad surprise. Here is one to kick us off, right, in a, a sort of good sense, if you like, a positive sense, before we get to the negative one. I think it's an obvious one. Celtic follower Phil says... 
Liam Scales making centre-back his own with his form. Another surprise is how poorly Greg Taylor has played this season. So Phil is sort of giving with one hand, mm. taking with the other. Start with a positive. Well, surprise I, of the season. Does Liam Scales need to be in the conversation? What's the name after surprise there? Liam Scales. Yeah, uh, and with no pun intended, it is the scale of oh, Liam's like progress that has surprised me because, but for poor signings in that department and the injuries in that department, Liam would have been back at Aberdeen and probably on a permanent basis. But he came in in an emergency and he has, as the gentleman said, uh, made that area of the park his own. And now Celtic are talking about a contract extension and he should get one. Uh, He did not get a proper chance prior to the beginning of this season and now having had a run in the team, he has shown himself to be a first class pro Good contender For surprise of the season For you Right I'll go I'm going for a team No but no but let, no, Because we worked through it Right, All right. Let, Let's, let's assess add, scales add, yeah, add to that Yeah just to v- Give your endorsement Because that's what Liam Scales really wants Forget Champions League International recognition He wants your endorsement For yeah. surprise of the season Oh Yeah I, I, I definitely agree With what you said there Because I think the lad Looked like his future Was elsewhere the, uh, Football's uh, Just a, a Something A game of opportunities an opportunity came along um, and you've got to say he was absolutely brilliant. I think the make him was at Ibrox that day. I think when we looked at the back four of Celtic when they went up against Rangers, you were thinking, oh, there's goals there. Liam Scales was magnificent and I think he's just grown and grown. And even when Celtic were going through their little mini crisis when Brendan Rodgers and some of the players were coming in for a bit of criticism... Everybody in this um, show used to phone in and compliment Scales with the way he went about his business. He's been absolutely brilliant. And then the, with that, do you feel like it became a... Almost people were then waiting on it to just fizzle out, waiting yeah, on the honeymoon yeah, period I think over it. Was, yeah. was, was it that Feyenoord game? Was that when maybe... You know, things was, was it that game? Things had started to maybe get a bit ropey and people were saying, and I mean, look at this, we're going to just... You know, Liam Scales is about to kind of get dragged down as well and then I think he was man of the match mm. so he's kind of weathered he's that been, and then kicked on again He's been the one constant Carter Vickers may be a better player but Carter Vickers this season has been troubled by injury uh, Mavrotsky and uh, Lagabielka the story is well known there can't be relied upon Scales has been the one constant and he has more than justified his selection and more than justified the contract extension. I've got to say, just adding to that, I, I, you picked up the good point there, Gorn. I think I sat for, you know, weeks and weeks and watched the lad and thinking, the bubble will burst. You know, that, that good that good start that he had to Celtic career and everybody talking about him, bit more added pressure because everybody's giving him those compliments and you've got to produce week in, week out, especially a team... Uh, at Celtic and the pressure is put on you and he's he's risen to a challenge he's been absolutely terrific for Celtic just now he'll probably be in that top four for player of the year come on then surprise of the season let's have a bit of fun with this I want to thank you for the response on Twitter great so many tweets but it's nice to do it in the phone so that's sort of the point as well so who's your surprise of the season is it Liam Scales or is it someone else you want to disagree you want to make it a more negative award You can do that We're good at that Here in Scotland You want to talk about A team surprise of the season Right now if you can And we'll speak to you next 
The fastest goals. The expert opinions. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Gordon DL are here. They are about to put on their glamorous outfits, walk down that red carpet. It's award season time. We're looking for your half season award nominee for surprise of the season so far. We had a few tweets and Hugh Evans gave his endorsement to Liam Scales. Surprise of the season. It can be a good one, a bad one, a player, a team, something else. And we're going to speak to Tommy, who has a suggestion. But let me give you this question first. The full-time teaser with Sliding Wardrobe Solutions East Kilbride. Slad wall panels available in seven colours. Now in stock at East Kilbride at competitive prices. Straightforward in theory, thanks to Jerry for sending this in. Can you name ten players currently in the Scottish Premiership who have been capped by Australia? It's not easy to get all ten. Boyle. Yup. Uh... Tilio, Yes mm, Well done Seven caps He's off to the Asia Cup um, Gordon would you like to add anything I know geography's not Yeah Necessarily your your strong suit Ryan McGowan Brilliant What a professional you are 22 caps We'll leave it there Ryan McGowan Martin Boyle Marco Tilio. Try and get the other seven And like Jerry did If you want to submit a question Hear your question used To confuse the pundits The address you need is Full time At clyde One dot. Tommy is on the line. How's it going, Tommy? Hi, no bad. How are you? I'm all good here, Tommy. Surprise of the season. What are you going for? Surprise of the season to me was Rangers qualifying for the last 15 and doing so quite comfortably in the end. I, I, I get it, Hugh. Uh, that fits the criteria for yeah. me. Uh, all credit to both Michael Beale and... Philippe Clement because... Uh, you don't they, hear that very often on this show, yeah, do well, you? You have to because what, one took them so far... And the other one uh, got them over the line into the last 16. So it's a joint award. Michael Beale didn't get a lot of credit for anything. Does the core of the surprise, you know, is this based on what you thought would happen before it all started, Tommy, or the surprise well, after the Limassol games? After the Limassol games, everybody had a show off. And people were talking about the contest league or no European football at all. And so whatever Clement's done when they come in, whatever he said to the players, it's sort of. Change the team a wee bit, really, a mentality more than anything. No one knew they could play, just a mentality of it. I think it certainly fits mm. the bill, Gordon. I said it was a it was a very open award. You know, it could be a good surprise, a bad surprise. To top the group, especially okay, qualification, fine, but to top the group, does that, yeah. that, is that was that a surprise for you? Yeah, um, I think it was a great achievement. I've got to say because I think that uh, you know when you look at Limassol, you think that's your six points in the bag. And that's probably where Rangers struggled most. But um, to finish top um, and the way they, they succeeded, Gordon, um, as much as a su- surprise, I didn't fancy him to do that. But the new manager came in, and Hugh's quite right. I think Michael Beale comes in for a lot of criticism, but he started the journey. Um, and so far, it's been excellent. Mm. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Tommy, I suppose, in, in the way it was done with that, that final win, is that in itself maybe I mean on one hand Kilmarnock fans might say oh we've had some of the surprise results of the season but they've ended up doing it so often that maybe it's not a surprise if we were talking about one surprise result or big result maybe maybe it is that one isn't it well you were up against a, a manager who'd won the, the Champions League couldn't you so you'd been going away from home and, and winning 3-2 you know so that was pretty good yeah I mean Hugh, like also, I said, I'm not, I'm, we've talked we've talked often enough on Clyde about 
what was the, the players that we still have who were in that game are still maybe not hit the ground running yet. True. And adding to the surprise, Tommy, Dessau scored a wonderful goal in Seville. And you don't often get a chance to congratulate him. Can I just ask, I've been on before talking about Lamas. I think the guy's a really technically good player. It's just been in the last club he seems to panic. I think there's still something there that you get at that guy. Well, maybe that's the fatal flaw for Philippe Clement. You know, you you have to take a decision based on something and maybe you've hit the nail on the head. Maybe Clement doesn't see a player with sufficient composure in the, the, the last third and that's the most important area of the pitch. I mean, that's it, because that's where this, this award, can, it can be cruel, it can be unforgiving, mm. it can be sarcastic. I thought Hugh was going to tell us that Cyril Dessor's goal in that game was was the surprise <laughs> of the season, but I think that's maybe been a bit unfair. The, way the quality of the goal. He's gone on um, But yeah Gordon Day one of the season Kilmarnock Caused a bit of a shock They've done it against Celtic A couple of times um, But if there was one Kind of standout Shock result Or big result That might, that might be it Rangers and Seville um, Yeah uh, um, Like Any any game In the European scene Is very difficult Especially when you're coming up Against top quality and obviously the opposition, you even look at Lazio, for instance, as well. I think the Rangers, where they succeed, is their home form in this Europa League throughout, even, you know, under previous managers, even when they got to the final as well, has been absolutely terrific. So, you know, in Europe, it's always difficult. We know how difficult it is. We've seen that with our teams. But um, as I say, as much as it is a surprise... It's a terrific achievement. It's a good shout, Tommy. I like it. Thank you very much for getting that one over to us. I said it was on the phones or Twitter, your surprise of the season. There's still time for it to be changed, but you're happy for both of them to be on the yeah. shortlist. Liam Scales. Oh, yeah. Without good. The... And um, Rangers topping their Europa League group, given mm-hmm. the start. Can I give you a negative one? I would oh. love you to. Um, there's a Scottish Cup tie coming up a fortnight's time, Clyde versus Aberdeen. My surprise is that from the... Scottish Cup humiliation at the hands of Darville leading up to this next possible problematic game against Clyde Aberdeen have not Darville should have been a watershed moment Mm. Aberdeen in the year they celebrated the 40th anniversary of winning the European Cup Winners' Cup Aberdeen should have been ashamed of the Darville result and should have gone on to better things but the club has not for me Progressed in a satisfactory way And they're still bottom six You're not alone Because James Can't Sent a message in there Saying his positive one was Scales And his negative one Was Aberdeen It's a tricky one Gordon Because Aberdeen Since then To be finished third Mm -hmm. Since then They finished third And they got European football And actually by our own Scottish football standards It was a It was a respectable European campaign But I would Totally respect if you said take a look at the the league table. So may, maybe right now, if it was surprise of this season, Aberdeen's league position might might be one. Yeah, because if we were all um, filling in our sheets for who's got to finish where in the league, the argument would be you're either going third Aberdeen or fourth Aberdeen, third Hearts or fourth Hearts. Because if you look at the squad that Aberdeen have got and assembled. If you look at probably their budget, it's um, probably up there with Hearts, just outside Celtic and Rangers. Um, their league campaign has been really, really poor, you've got to say. 
yes, you can maybe put up an argument they got to the final. And when they got to the final, it didn't really produce anything that would see you thinking that they had a good opportunity winning that final. So for the size of the club of Aberdeen, the budget, the players that they've got at their disposal, because let's not be kidded here, they've got some real good, good players in that squad then I think Aberdeen would be a negative you know, you're, just now. You're talking about the last game before the break where they, where they went to Ross County and they, they had a convincing win but people were saying that if Barry Robson didn't win at Ross County he, he could have been in severe danger of losing his job. That's the way they're running at the moment. Um, some really good ones uh, coming in actually that I, I think I had totally sort of forgotten about or overlooked. Um, Kieran says scales as he's positive. He's written Wraith Rogers. I think that's probably a typo, unless it's some sort of Brendan Rogers like joke that I don't get. But I'm pretty sure he means Wraith Rovers. Your mm-hmm. team could say that. I mean, certainly before the weekend, but they're still top. Still top. Yeah. yeah. To qualify. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I certainly think it does because they're in a situation they're up against Dundee United. And if you're talking about budgets, they've got the biggest budget in the league by a, a million miles. Um, they're punching above their weight. They're playing attractive football. Um, and so far it's going very well for Ian Murray and the men up in the Kirkcaldy The fact that we were surprised on Saturday's programme that Wraith had not taken the opportunity after Dundee United's defeat at home to Morton had not taken the opportunity to go even further in front at the top of the Championship speaks volumes for the way that they have impressed because at the start of the season Wraith Rovers likely to go up no one would have said that Um there's a few along a similar theme here and I wonder if you know, if we sort of almost combine all of these and based on what we were talking about in terms of a news story in the first hour, this does become one that's on our on our list and it is more of a negative one. So um, Derek FM says the sort of bad surprise for him was Rangers signing uh, Lammers. Um, Andrew said... A biggest surprise is how bad the summer window was for Rangers in the forward areas after the previous manager was backed. Lots of optimism uh, when that spectacular failure now got all fans wary of future transfers when a manager has carte blanche. Matthew as well can't believe the tactical genius behind Steven Gerrard uh, got sacked for being shown to be totally inept. Although Matthew's, I think, a Celtic fan and <laughs> he's had a wee pop, which is fine as well. Um, but is that maybe be one that the underwhelming? Attacking signings for Rangers in the summer We'd need to come up with a catcher uh, yeah, you know, Danilo yet to capture the imagination Dessers likewise um, So yes it's been a surprise uh, Rangers for forward going players Celtic for defensive players You cannot have £7.5 million worth of central defenders Who don't play I, I think I think I've probably in a long time not not seen a transfer window in the summer where both clubs you can point mm. the finger at the the signings. Yeah, but the tweets are kind of mostly centering the they're mostly coming from Rangers fans. Like we said, I think it was the idea that there was that rebuild on and it mm. was needed and there was decent money spent <coughs> and the and YouTube reels were decent and Sam mm. Lammers had a good pre-season yeah. and all that stuff. The fact he's had to bring in Fabio Silva and he. The jury's still out in him as well because we've only seen 20 minutes of him. The fact that he had to bring in Fabio Silva was for me, Philippe Clement saying, I've seen what I've got here and I'm not impressed. But you can flip it, Hugh, because I remember watching Sima early in his Rangers mm-hmm. career 
and I thought he was up there with the Dessers and the Lammers, and I'm thinking, oh, that's another one, and he's completely turned it around. You've got to say, right? Okay. So what are we thinking then is that are we starting to form a decent list? So we're definitely going scales. Yep. Emergence, mm-hmm. Rangers topping Europa League group. Mm-hmm. Aberdeen Rangers disappointing summer recruitment. Are these yeah. th- those three nailed on. Yeah. yeah. Maybe a bit of wriggle room for. One more, um, but def- honestly, some of the shouts on here too. You are getting a mention for getting your <laughs> your ten on beat the pundit. This is my favourite. I knew it would be something bizarre, you know, nothing to do with football really, just mostly about this show. I need to make sure to give the tweeter the credit that they deserve. Oh, where is it? It's about you, Gordon. Dear. Oh, that's a surprise. Johnny says, "My biggest surprise is that I now refer to Wednesday nights as bath night, and I don't even take a bath." <laughs> says Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> See the influence uh, that you have, Johnny, on the south side. Uh, <laughs> That's disturbing. Isn't tomorrow it? night in the tub, yeah, that, that is absolutely <laughs> disturbing. People, people actually don't believe that some cue, but that is a genuine fact. Well, there isn't Mick. To be fair, Mick says his surprise of the season has been Celtic recruitment team pants. He says and attaches the gif of what's that picture again? It's um. Bridget Jones, she's got the big pants. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think we'll move on before you say something yeah, that you regret. Uh, I think that's definitely uh, wise. So we had a call there. We had one from Tommy saying that his surprise was, was Rangers topping the Europa League group. If you've got anything else you want to add on the phones, I'd love you to do it. 01419511025 if you call right now. There's a good chance we'll get you on before the end of the show. In the meantime, can you two name the 10 players currently in the Scottish top flight? Who've been capped by Australia? Ryan McGowan, Martin Boyle, and Marco Tilio. Right, I might be way off the mark. Is Ryan Strain Australian? You're not way off the mark. Well done. Wow. Any from yeah. you, Hugo? Struggling with this okay, one. Okay, I'll give you some thinking time, and we will get the rest of the answers, and hopefully more of your calls next. Scottish football's lead leader. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Final part of tonight's show We've got Gordon DL And Hugh Keevans here 01419511025 And we're asking you for your surprise of this season Whether it's a good one, a bad one, a player, a team Something else entirely Please get your suggestions over to us We'll put a short list together And you can vote throughout the evening On the teaser we're looking for 10 players currently in the Scottish Premiership have been capped by Australia Ryan McGowan Martin Boyle Marco Tilio And Ryan Strain Here's teamwork I got his first name And the Dazzler got his second name Cammy Devlin Absolutely You better believe he's been capped Yeah He's got Maradona strip No he's not got Maradona strip uh, Messi strip Maradona Easy mistake to me Yeah He's, we knew what you meant. Is, is his teammate Kyle He's only got Ro- two caps Is Kai Rolls Yes yeah. he does 14 caps How many is that we've got left You've got one Two Three Four to get Oh no Is that not good No that's a bad sign Is it Okay uh, Gary is on the line How are you Gary not bad, Gordon, yourself? All good, all good. Surprise of the season. What have you got for me? Well, the first surprise of the season's got a uh, Hugh Evans for his 10. I agree. Nah. I mean, Gary, who and saw I, that coming? I think that should be in the, the list of four, Gordon. <laughs> By the way, it could be, because I feel like the fourth is still... Oh, I'm, not, I'm not as convinced about the fourth as the others. So maybe, I don't know, maybe your 10 on Beat the Pundit is in there. Um, what about on the pitch, Gary? Eh... Uh, if I had to be on the pitch, I had to be uh, Liam Scales. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, Hugh. 
I think, listen, we leave it up to democracy. There's a temptation from some to rename this the Liam Scales Award. If you Again, if you had said in July, uh, but by the time we reach the first week in January, Liam Scales will be spoken about as the, the, the biggest surprise of the season for the consistency of his displays at Celtic. People would have said he won't even be at Celtic the first week in January. So that's the measure of... Liam Scales and, and what he's done he, he, he's a, a success story of the first half of the season I What's think it? the biggest compliment I can give him Hugh is I'm not surprised that he's stayed at Celtic with his performances I'm surprised that he's become such an important player for them yeah. he's, he's actually claimed that left centre back position there's no doubt about it and who touches on the brought centre backs in worth seven and a half million but Liam Scales I've probably will be first on that list with Callum McGregor yeah. every week. Uh, Gary, what's impressed you most about him? Well, when he hasn't been in, but since he's been in, um, he's been. I think he's been pretty well outstanding. I think there's been an all-round Gordon as well. Like that kind of backs to the wall traditional defendings there, but then also mm. use of the ball. Has it been an all-round package? Is that why he stayed in? Yeah, I actually watched them very closely down at Rugby Park, Gordon. Obviously, it was a, a disappointing day for Celtic that day to get beat. But he actually played uh, very well indeed. He's, he's, he's defensive, um, you know, um, his defensive... What's the word I'm looking for? Abilities are, are very, very good. But nowadays, for a centre-back, you need more than that. You need to be able to be comfortable stepping out from the back making passes, getting involved, becoming a midfield player at times and being part of the build-up, especially with Celtic at Celtic Park when they get so much domination of the ball. And he fits the ball brilliantly because he's got a lovely left foot. Very decent distribution. And also, for the first time in a long time, Celtic have got a defender who can come up and pose an aerial threat when they have a corner kick or a set-piece. Uh, and... It, you know, you can only see him going from strength to strength. Uh, good shout, Gary. Thank you very much. That was Gary on the line, about to be joined by Rob in the south side. What would you throw in for surprise of the season, Rob? I don't think it's been said yet, um, but Ross McCodland. Good shout. I think he's been absolutely outstanding since he's been uh, kind of uh, drafted in through injuries and uh, other players just not performing. And I think Ross has been absolutely brilliant this season for such a young guy. And we know how Rangers fans now and again, and I'm a Rangers fan, um, and we like to criticise young players now and again, but he's been absolutely in the money. I think uh, Philippe Clement again has to take his uh, fair share of the credit there because McCausland d- didn't turn up at Ibrooks six months ago. You know, he'd been there for a while and it didn't really feature under uh, Michael Beale. But Clement obviously saw something in him straight away and... Uh, put him into the team and kept him there and let him make his mistakes as inevitably he will do uh, but let him flourish at the same mm. time so yeah uh, he was getting his debut Gordon was that or yeah certainly this season that he played before I don't think he did anyway um, that St Mirren game mm. when it was the interim team wasn't it of yeah, Stephen yeah, Davis and Alex Ray um, he, he came on just towards the end of the first half and and then Hugh's right. He's, he's he sort of he sort of stayed in there. Yeah, he was given. I watched him in a few appearances coming on, uh, especially at Ibrox as a sub, 
And he seemed to get bums off his seats, the old-fashioned saying, uh, you know, people excite you. He was a ball carrier, he was very good at running with the ball at his feet, causing defenders problems, he was always positive. And he just worked away to it, and obviously the manager had every belief in his confidence, uh, his ability, sorry, to keep him in there. And he's now became a, a regular a, a feature in the first team. He's probably, if Rangers played... You know, against Dumbarton in the cup, he'll probably be in that starting lineup. He's become such a big player for them. He's an excellent talent, and I think that you know he'll only get better and better with the more games. He also, plays. The, the first old firm game he played in, ducked the water. You know, the, Joe Hart had to make a very mm -hmm. good save from him. Uh, he wasn't uh, swallowed up by the occasion, uh, and. Yeah, he's been a credit to himself and also fair play to Philippe Clement for saying, I'll, I'll stick by him. Rob, does he does he need someone else though to, to take the load off him a bit in that area of the pitch? Because it's not to be overcritical, but there's probably been one or two games where you think, you know, he could he could do maybe coming out the team or, or like I say, just maybe take that, that load off him. The range, is that an area Rangers might look at or... Do you think he can sort of make that position his own between now and the end of the season? I would love him to make it his own position, but I think with the pressures of being a young player uh, and, and playing for um, for Rangers, it would be the exact same as Celtic. Uh, if he played one bad half in a game and the fans would be on top of him. Um, I think, I quite like Scott Wright, if I'm honest with you, but he's not, a, he's not an out-and-out player for Rangers. But I think um, I would just love him to... To move forward and, and take the position as his own, basically. It's a good shout, I, I Rob. Think he's got it. Good shout. Thank you very much, Rob. Throwing Ross McCausland into the mix. I think we're definitely settled on Liam Scales. I think we're settled on um, Rangers signings. Rangers difficult attacking summer window. Whatever you want to rebrand it. What was the other one that we said? The we, finishing the group. Rangers topping the, the group. group. Um, maybe. I mean, no surprise. It makes it sound quite negative like people had it written off it's not really the intention it's just a bit of fun Kilmarnock's old firm dominance Andrews sent that one in I had Kilmarnock down is that fair I, I mean, like we said you do it three times it's not a surprise mm. but but you know early season you know if you were to predict that before that they'll have three wins against Celtic and Rangers yeah. by by the turn of the year it's the damage that, those wins that, could do would that you know? count yeah I mean, do you know where I think it counts as well Hugh last year they finished 10th um, after coming up, getting promoted, they're sitting just now in fourth place. They've got those victories against both Rangers and Celtic under their belts as well. So, yeah, I, I, I think you've got to give Kamara yeah. a bit of credit. And here. I can almost see though Derek McInnes saying, well, "I'm not surprised." And you kind of like, <laughs> there's a the temptation to see it as a it's criticism. A, it's a backhanded compliment. Yeah, yeah, that's my problem. But it's not meant to be. <laughs> like the intention is good. It is meant to be with a bit of. A bit of credit there. Well, um, you, I hope what, the Kilmarnock fans take it in that. I, th I think when spirit. I think uh, as a, a compliment, as you quite rightly says, because we touched on if you look at teams that are below them, like Aberdeen, for instance, bigger budget by miles. Hibs probably a bigger budget by miles as well. So to get the scalps that they've and put Celtic out of the cup, beat Rangers, obviously beat Celtic, to be sitting in fourth um, and going into the winter break, I think that's a brilliant in, in, in our world. The Rangers fans will say, well, first day of the season, Michael Beale, it was just the start of the, the long goodbye for him. The Celtic fans will say, well, it's Brendan Rodgers' fault if we go out of a cup competition to Kilmarnock at, at Rugby Park. And also, 
the state that Celtic were in defensively when you've got Nat Phillips scoring an own goal at Kilmarnock and you know the defeats to Kilmarnock and Hearts in quick succession may yet come back mm-hmm. to haunt Celtic. Again, if we were going to give out more credit to a team, um, and I know it sounds like a backhanded compliment, I was maybe going to suggest um, the way Dundee have taken to life in the top flight. I mean, they're seventh. It's not like mm-hmm. amazing, but and the newly the, promoted team, and they're, the way, they're, they're very secure. They've had you know, some really good results. Would that be fair? And the way that Tony Doherty has taken the management, because mm-hmm. he, he was Derek McInnes' assistant for years and years, Aberdeen Kilmarnock um, so yeah it, it's a, a dual triumph to the Aberdeen eh, the Dundee players mm-hmm. and to uh, a, a manager having his first experience of being out on his own Shannon says surprise of the season is Falkirk going on a 24 game unbeaten run they're drawing 0-0 with Cove at the moment right what we do so that's our four is it Liam Scales mm-hmm. Rangers topping their group the disappointment of Lammers and Dessers or just Lammers or whatever and Kilmarnock's old firm dominance that seemed like a fair four okay throw it out there and we'll let democracy take its course from here until tomorrow you can vote all night on Twitter at Clyde SSB I'll announce the winner and give you a new category tomorrow can you name 10 players currently in the Scottish Premiership who've been capped by Australia Ryan McGowan Martin Boyle Kai Rolls Cammy Devlin Marco Tilio Ryan Strain you're in trouble oh, geez, you're in real trouble I think, I think I've got one Quick oh. Bacchus uh, uh, Yep, Keanu Bacchus Well done, okay Two hibs, one hearts to go Hearts have got hearts. loads You've got Atkinson. Atkinson Yep, Nathaniel Atkinson um, Who have we got now? Thanks for watching the award winning feature I did with Kai Rolls And this guy on the beach in Portobello Before the Edinburgh Derby He plays for hibs Newell no, he's English. He's from Birmingham. <laughs> he could have went there and he saw Fullback. Yep. Miller. Lewis Miller, well yeah. done. And the last one, he's got 15 caps, middle of the pitch. For hips? Yeah. No. Jimmy Jago. Oh. Ah, never get that. Well, you nearly got there. Thank you, Gordon and Hugh, Marvin Bartley. I don't know what's happening. Queen of the South lost at the weekend, but he's still in tomorrow. Mm. It's a new year, new him. It's not tomorrow yet. Simon Donnelly <laughs> and Marvin Bartley tomorrow with a new category for you on the Clyde One Super Scoreboard Half Season Awards. Make sure you join us. Hopefully, there will be some more transfer speculation updates for us as well. Have a good night, though. We will speak to you at six tomorrow, and Callum Gallagher is up next.